This is Fire Rescue One Side Alpha Podcast, putting fire service leaders in front of hot topics facing firefighters today. Now here's the executive editor of FireRescueOne.com and FireChief.com, Chief Mark Bashore. Okay, I have uh, Kathy Patterson with us today. She is the branch chief for fire grants at FEMA. Uh, a lot of the fire service folks will recognize uh, Kathy from the different programs and classes that uh, have gone on about fire grants and the, the different opportunities that are out there. Uh, Kathy, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Hopefully you can tell us a little bit about the grant opportunities that are out there during this current cycle. It is a little bit different every time, but I think for the most part, a lot of people will be used to it. Can you tell us what's out there and what's available? Sure. The the suite of fire grants that we have um, is the Assistance to Firefighters Grant Program, which uh, looks at all the operational needs for a fire department, anything from equipment, training, PPE, vehicles, all the operational equipment, and that doesn't change much from year to year. We have SAFER, which looks at the staffing needs of a fire department, and um, that looks at both recruitment and retention of volunteers and the uh, hiring of, of firefighters. And we also have the Fire Prevention and Safety Grant Program, which um, looks at community risk reduction as an opportunity for, for funding for fire departments. It looks at smoke alarm installation. It also looks at firefighter health and safety projects. So it is the entire suite of activities from equipment all the way through hiring, all the way through recruitment and vo- retention of volunteers, and uh, all the fire prevention needs. And these are grants that both paid and volunteer departments can apply for. It's not just something for paid or just something for volunteer, right? Absolutely. In fact, uh, we're statutorily required to divide the funding amongst the different department types. For example, we call it the 25-25-25, but we're required to have 25% of the funding go to uh, career departments, 25% of the funding goes to volunteer departments, and 25% goes to volunteer departments. So there is a specified set-aside of the funding required for each department type. Good. Well, that's good to know. So there you go, folks. You need to uh, you need to get out there and apply because it is dedicated to all the different types. So can you tell us about deadlines? Uh, you know, what programs uh, from a, a time of year perspective? Uh, when are the deadlines? What should people be focusing on? And and fire chiefs specifically, what should they be focusing on as far as deadlines? There's a couple of very important pieces that we need. Uh, folks to focus on, whether or not you're an active recipient currently with a grant award or that you intend to apply for funding through the federal government, you must have a system for award management or what we commonly refer to SAM.gov registration. And that is, again, required regardless of whether it's FEMA or it's all federal funding has to have that SAM.gov registration. So we strongly encourage uh, folks who anticipate applying for uh, funding or any recipient to make sure that SAM.gov registration is active. Uh, all of our programs are requiring that before we can issue an award. So if, if you're not registered, you got to get registered. Um, it does have a renewal, an annual renewal to it, so uh, we strongly encourage that chiefs go in there and check that renewal. Um, and we are also rolling out, FEMA is also rolling out a new grant um, system. It's called uh, Grant Operations or FEMA.gov. Fe- I'm sorry, FEMA.go for grant operations. 
And that new system um, is something that they can register in advance so that they don't have to have an open application period to go in and do that registration. Um, so we strongly encourage that they get familiar with the new system, that they log in, get their registrations set, uh, set with all the user permissions so that when an application period opens, they can be um, ready to go. So that uh, FEMA.go, FEMA.go, that is up and operating now? go.fema.gov. And yes, it is up and running now. They can do the registrations. We, um, we've had some webinars. We can, we're going to continue to do webinars, so we strongly encourage you to look at our website for any webinar schedules that help walk through this registration process. When we do have application periods, we will run webinars through that to do application walkthrough as well. Okay, great. So go.fema.gov is the site they can go to to get the, uh, the new information about uh, being able to do the SAMS registration, whether there's a grant open or not. Correct. Okay, good. Good to know. Uh, so the, uh, the other part of deadlines, though, chiefs need to be very cognizant of the deadlines for the individual grants. Uh, can you tell them where they're going to find that information and just give them a little guidance on making sure they, they hit those deadlines? Yes, FEMA.gov slash firegrants is our website address. We will post uh, the notice of funding opportunity on the website address as an application period is um, becoming available. That guidance will walk you through what the high, medium, and low funding priorities are for each program. Um, we also have an email blast that you can subscribe to, and when um, webinars are scheduled or training opportunities or notice of funding opportunities, application dates, all of those notices will go through this email blast. So you can um, go to our website, thefema.gov slash firegrants, and then you can register for the email blast uh, and keep up to date with all of the application period information. Okay, very good. Okay, so uh, we want to go then and talk about the uh, peer review process. <clears throat> I know there have been some changes, or at least I'm told there have been some changes. I participated in the peer review process as a uh, reviewer some years ago in Baltimore. Uh, can you tell us what the changes are and how it's different from the way it used to be? Going back to the uh, FEMA Go system, one of the goals that we had here at FEMA is to design a system that would improve the technology capabilities uh, in reviewing applications. So what we've essentially done in the past, we would uh, print everybody's application and the review would be conducted on paper um, by three independent reviewers. Now all of the reviewers are able to log on to the system, conduct the reviews, um, and provide those ratings for each application that goes to panel review. And what that enables FEMA to do is expedite the processing of awards. So it's, it's saving us a ton of time. It's saving us a lot of funding in terms of um, processing. It is also enabling the entire process to be more efficient. But I think that I, I, the one thing I want to talk about on this peer review process is that it, it is very unique how we do these, these peer reviews, and it's really um, entrenched in what's good for the fire service and that it truly is a peer review process. And what I mean by that is when we sit at the tables and we organize what applications are going to be reviewed, the career departments are reviewing career applications, the combination reviewers are reviewing combinations and volunteers are reviewing the volunteers. And we felt that was important because there's different perspectives from each type of department and that if we marry it with the type of uh, reviewer with the type of department, they have a better understanding of what those needs are. 
So it is, again, truly a unique process here in the government to have this type of peer review process. We haven't changed the criteria by which uh, applications are reviewed. And that's one of the areas I think it's really helpful if um, chiefs or applicants want to look at our self-evaluation tool, because that really walks through. Um, it's essentially the score sheet that we provide the peer review panelists and help them take the opportunity to rate themselves or have somebody rate their application so that as a peer, um, before you hit the submit button, you can have somebody walk through that evaluation process with them. That uh, it sounds like a significant difference from what uh, I know I participated in, and it sounds like uh, from a chief's perspective uh, that I sit in now that it's uh, a lot more streamlined and uh, gives you a lot more tools than you had before, so that's great. We're pretty excited about it. I think it's just uh, continuing to build on the successes of the new system. Good, very good. How about some pitfalls in the grant applications? Uh, you, you know, you've, I'm sure you've seen thousands of grants make it through and thousands upon thousands not make it through. What are some of the pitfalls you see and, and how can uh, chiefs make a difference? Yeah, that's the tough part is that we know that there's so many worthy applications that don't get funded. Um, it's just due to the limited amount of funding that we have. Um, but what the chiefs can do to be competitive is really take the time to understand what the NOFO, which the Notice of Funding Opportunity, actually says. And we, we try to break it down as clear as possible, uh, especially if you look in the appendix, where you can see we've put an H for a high, a medium is an M, and an L for low. And those priorities mean a lot, because you, in order to get to, pre, to panel review, you have to score well uh, in this pre-score. And the pre-score is essentially what those high priorities are in, that are listed in the NOFO. So yeah. pay a lot of attention to what that says. And perhaps sometimes that the, the criteria in the NOFO doesn't align with what your department needs are. And that's, that's just the reality of it, right? So you know, even though you really need widget A, um, if it's not a high funding priority in the NOFO, the chances are that you're not going to be competitive enough to, to actually get to peer review. But right. one of the things I wanted to share is that we did um, some analysis on applications across the board, across all three programs, to say, what are folks um, losing points in? Where are they, where is an opportunity to do better? And uh, we found that across the board, all three programs, financial need is one of the evaluation criteria that's in the peer review. And that we see that the point values for that area seem to be lower than any other criteria. And the takeaway from that is, we see a lot of departments that say we have need, um, in that the national average, you know, of, of financial um, need is is you know this amount, but they don't go into very much uh, detail on what their individual department needs are. And what's it's really interesting, Chief, is that I've had these folks call and ask for a debrief on their applications. And they'll, and they'll start to talk and tell their story about their department and their need and their, you know, uh, the challenges that they're going through to buy simple things like gear. And I'm looking at their application, and it's nowhere in their narrative. So I think they really need to think about how they would communicate their story with the specificity that they can actually tell somebody who's not familiar with their department their story. Have that verbal type communication of their 
details that they go into and actually to try and, and afford some of the basic needs that their department needs. Yeah, you got to get in there and tell your story. No one else is going to tell it for you. So that's a, that's a great point. The chiefs have to tell the story. Absolutely. And they, and they know that you know this from reading applications, but some folks, um, they start to go down that path, but just don't complete the, the whole cycle. So definitely an area when you're preparing narratives is focus on financial need, and in that particular section, focus on very specific challenges, what you've tried to do for fundraising, what are your pitfalls, where are the areas that you could um, you know, really use some improvement and, and prove that there is need for that funding. So we're going to uh, wrap it up here with a last question for you, and, and that's uh, just some advice. You know, i got lots of chiefs that I've talked to that uh, get discouraged year after year. They, I've tried for this. I've tried for that. I'm not a big department. I'm not this. What advice can you give these chiefs when they're considering whether to apply or not? I think the biggest advice I would give them, give them is I understand that departments get discouraged from, uh, not, from not being successful every year. But I, one of the reasons we started um, what we call a micro-grant is that um, we want to encourage spreading the wealth, I guess, is the, is the best way to say it, in that we have this subcategory of micro-grants under the Assistance of Firefighters Grant Program where we're trying to streamline those requests that are under 50000 for those very basic needs and really try to target those departments who are multi-year unsuccessful. So I would strongly request that Chiefs give some consideration to looking at the micro-grant request, whether or not they can, you know, especially those small departments that can get a lot of very necessary gear for 50000 um, and see whether that fits for them. The micro-grants, that's, uh, that's interesting. So it's good uh, for probably for a lot of chiefs to hear that that opportunity uh, is, is something they may not have been aware of. So that's good to hear that. Yeah. So one of the things I also wanted to talk about is um, to be very cautious about um, how engaged the fire chiefs are in this application process. Um, because I know that when they get discouraged or they feel that they don't have uh, the support that they need to actually um, prepare a grant application, I would suggest that because it's a peer review process, that they understand that they're not writing an application for the federal government to review, that the people that are reviewing it are their peers, and that perhaps that can take away some of their concern about you know, how difficult it is to prepare, prepare these narratives. But I, but I would also encourage them um, that they have to be actively engaged in the grant in the grant process because what we see sometimes is that the that the department is allowing um, somebody else to take control of the application or prepare it for them, and they're not doing their thorough job of actually reading what's being submitted on their behalf. So we want to make sure that if if you're going to use somebody else to help you prepare the application, that you ensure that it's a um, accurate reflection of your department, that you ensure that there isn't misleading uh, information in that application, and that you sure it's unique. Because just like if you were in high school, you're not going to submit a paper that's been plagiarized or copied from somebody else. So take ownership of the application and take ownership and protect your 
department from um, misleading information that may be submitted um, by somebody who is not as familiar with your department. But I would strongly uh, again encourage chiefs to take that to take that charge on. Yeah, that that's great advice. I mean, that uh, a lot of times you see them. Uh, they'll pay a third party or, or, you know, the third party will get something if it's awarded out of the grant. And, you know, whatever their deal is with it, uh, it creates less of an administrative headache for them. But if they don't take the time to review it and make sure that their story has been told accurately, uh, then they may have just shot themselves in the foot unintentionally. And, and uh, you know, even though they had less work, they're going to end up without a grant. Or so, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. So I appreciate it, Kathy. Anything else that uh, you want to talk to our listeners about? Well, the one thing I wanted to give a little plug on is fire prevention and safety grants. Um, we have escalated community risk reduction um, as a priority within that program, um, and we believe it's uh, super important that departments take a look at that opportunity. We do offer a community risk reduction risk assessment as an, a funding opportunity so that you can get a feel for what your needs are for building the community and building capacity, building um, community preparedness was obviously an important topic for FEMA. And even if you don't receive a grant, we also want to share some of the projects that we've already funded um, here with fire prevention or other activities within FEMA so that you can you know, ensure that the community is prepared and taken care of. Uh, we know that you guys are the first responders that we work with all of the time um, and want to continue to build that relationship. Well, that's fantastic. I appreciate your time with us today. We've been talking with Kathy Patterson, the branch chief for uh, FEMA's fire grants. And the website, once again, is www.fema.gov slash fire grants. Uh, you'll find all the information you want there. Kathy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you.